2: And this Australian victory has been commanding. The champion team makes it 25 consecutive wins. And Rachel Haynes gets herself into the 90s with the boundary that secures victory by nine wickets.
0: Now, boys, I don't know if 25 wins in a row is the the biggest in Australian cricket history. I guess we should ask our guest that. This lady did all right too, fresh from a 77 ball, uh, uh, 77 runs off 77 balls. A couple of nice stumpings as well the other night. Alyssa Healy, welcome to Sports Day. Thank you for having me. That 25 game uh, winning streak, is that the greatest in the history of Australian cricket, both men and women? Do you know?
1: Um, I think it is I think we 21 was the previous one that we passed um, I think earlier this year in New Zealand so we, we haven't really slowed down since then so we're just <laughs> going to push it out as, as far as we can
2: Just on the, uh, the audio with her, we heard Rachel Haynes um, she's in doubt for the second ODI she got hit in the elbow didn't she in the nets how is she?
1: Yeah, it's, um, I don't know yet. Yeah? I haven't spoken to her, so I can't give you any breaking news. But, oh, come um, on. yeah, copped the, sorry, cop the nasty one in the net. So they're a bit, uh, spicy today. So a few batters were hopping about. But, um, oh, from what I hear that, um, the x-ray is clear, so if I'm assuming if they can get that swelling down and, um, and she can grip the bat tomorrow, I'd, I'd back her into play.
2: Yeah, big blow if she's out, 93 in Game 1. Now, I'm really interested with this squad that you've got, such a successful squad, and the core squad of, of women when you come together. Uh, Alyssa, when you've been together for so long, when you do come together in camp, is it, do you just shift into normal routine, which makes preparation so much easier?
1: Yeah, it's just like a, a little... I guess a little long lost family. It's like you you sort of go away, you do your own separate things, and play for New South Wales, play Victoria, wherever you might be, and then come back together. And it's just all systems go. Everybody knows, everyone knows their role. They know every like each of the teammates, you know, inside and out. And we just sort of get along like like a house on fire. So it's um yeah, it's just a great environment to be a part of. And um yeah, it's it's as simple as that. It's a really enjoyable place to. Um, play cricket um, in this environment and yeah we just go out there enjoy one of those company and enjoy playing cricket.
2: But you, you don't keep playing as well as your, your side has Alyssa without a bit of competition um, and I you know you're one of the senior players but these young this young talent that's coming through t- tell us about the likes of Darcy Brown and, and Hannah Darlington.
1: Yeah it's it's really exciting and I guess we're not you know we're not fortunate enough to play as many games as what the men do throughout the year and they obviously with the three formats they play they can sort of rotate players in and out and provide opportunities especially in the white ball formats for you know young players to come in and and, and taste get a taste of international cricket so we're not really afforded that opportunity a lot so it's it's kind of mm. um only when it's forced upon us that we have to sort of trial and we've we've seen the likes of Darcy Hannah Darlington even you look at Stella Campbell in some of the practice games that we've we've played leading into this just come in and, and take to international cricket with ease. And it's so incredibly exciting. It means we're doing some great things at the domestic level and um, hopefully we can see them just get more opportunities um, in the near future. But, you know, you, you put the likes of Megan Shute and Jess Johnson back in our side and um, it makes that oh. competition even greater.
2: Yeah, no doubt at all. Now, you, you, as Will you were just saying off the top, you, you beat India, playing them again in Mackay tomorrow. Is the Indian side full strength have they been uh, had any dramas getting their their best squad out here because she certainly did a job on in that ga- first game
1: <laughs> yeah they are they 're full strength they 're obviously missing um Harmon Kaur, who broke her thumb in the uh, practice game that we had in Brizzy just before we came up here so um that's a that 's a huge blow for them in in that middle order, but in saying that they're they 're pretty near full strength um mm. I guess that's sort of the the beauty of the Indian side at the minute. They're, you know, slightly probably inconsistent but unpredictable at the same time and we know that they'll come out tomorrow night and be as hungry as ever to to win and to shake things up a little and they just keep throwing new things at us um, whether it be bat or ball and we've just got to sort of adapt to what that that might be and um yeah just keep i guess doing what we're doing
0: and we're talking to the ceo of cricket australia the other day nick hockley and we told him that melbourne is no longer the sporting capital of australia in mm-hmm. fact it is now Mackay. of course we had the rugby league there on the weekend Alyssa and now you girls are, are playing there what why Mackay, and what's it like to actually play play there at the great barrier reef oval
1: uh, I can't answer the why Mackay, but I can answer the what it's like and it's um it's a beautiful place to play cricket and I think um a place that I've I haven't been to for a very long time. I think I was three years old the last time that I was up here, so it's it's nice to come back and I guess for us it's a great opportunity to take, you know, women's cricket to some different areas. There's a, a group of young girls that um, you know, are playing cricket up here but there's not a heap of, of women's cricket. So for us it's a great opportunity to, to spread that and Hopefully, you know, a young girl at, at the game, you know, this weekend yeah. might look up and say, well, maybe I'll try cricket and, and give that a go. So, yeah, it was an re- exciting opportunity for us to come somewhere new and the Great Barrier Stadium's just a beautiful place to play cricket and I think watch cricket as well, which is cool.
0: Yeah, it looked it looked great on the telly, I've got to admit having said that to promote the game are you actually allowed out uh, in the community can you go to the coffee shops can you can you hold clinics with with young girls and stuff like that or or you're in a bubble and you can't do that
1: um well, we're we're in a bubble to an extent i think with the you know the limited amount of COVID up here i think we were the biggest risk to to this community than yeah. you know the community to, to us so we've we've got to be conscious of that but yeah, we're allowed out and about and the girls have really enjoyed that, especially coming from New South Wales and Victoria, have been in lockdown pretty much all pre-season. So it's been great for us to get out and about and, um, yeah, just walk, wander around the community. We've we've had some great run-ins with a few of the locals who've been at the games and are watching the games and um, even at an, an older gentleman in the um, Mackay Golf Club Pro Shop yesterday told me that I should have made 100. So it was um, <laughs> it's nice to know that the the locals are all, you know, on board and cheering and watching. And, um, yeah, it's it's been good fun.
2: Now, the day-night test match, which uh, there was some pushback from some of the male cricketers, most notably the Indians, uh, when it was first introduced. And and the first day-night test match is coming up on September 30 at Metricon Stadium on the Gold Coast. Are you excited about that?
1: <clears throat> yeah, really excited. I think... Um, the day-night test cricket really suits our game. We obviously don't play a lot of test match cricket, so the more exciting we can make it, the better. And um, it's obviously a, a learning experience for us. Every time we step out in our baggy greens, we don't really get the opportunity to play too much long, long-form cricket. But, yeah, like, similar to up here, we've, I've never played a game at Metricon Stadium, so to be able to go out there, play somewhere new, and um, play test cricket, I never thought I'd see two test matches in a summer for us obviously we got the ashes at the back end of this summer so it's really exciting and yeah like I said I think the pink ball format um, really suits suits our game our style of play and um, I'm really excited to see you know how we go about things.
2: Now can you tell me a little bit more tell us a little bit more about your captain Meg Lanning I wrote a really good story about where she was a reluctant leader when she was given the captaincy at such a young age and Seven or eight years later, she's turned into one of Australian sports' great leaders. What makes her so good as a leader of that side?
1: Yeah, I think, to put it simply, I think she just leads by example. And I think that she's always sort of done that. And I think, yeah, you're definitely right. She was definitely reluctant early on. She was such a baby when they handed her Mm. the the captaincy. I think she was 23 um, or something ridiculous like that. A bit like Cameron White, I think, um, really young. So yeah obviously she probably wasn't overly confident in her own ability to to lead a side back then but um I think she makes up for that in how she goes about her business whether that be training or playing or or tactically she just like I said leads by example and it makes you want to stand up and and do something similar so yeah she's really developed as a leader over that over her career and I think she's turned into a really great captain um you know both on and off the field um she's she's great fun to be around i think she's sort of relaxed into the role a little bit um i got in trouble and called her complex um that's, <laughs> but that's sort of the way that the way that i see her she's obviously looks really serious and really determined and competitive but she's actually got a really great sense of humor and, and really relaxes people off the field as well so um, it's a great mix to have for our side
2: now we're talking to your uncle ian and we he's one of our colleagues and i said what do you call your your niece Midge, he said, "Oh, because when she was young, she was a, <laughs> she was like a sandfly, like a you know, midgy, like just a pain in the arse." <laughs> like, is that is that the truth or not?
1: Yeah, uh, pretty much. I think that's. Uh, I've never really asked Dad why he called me that, but um, that sounds exactly right. <laughs> what
0: do you call your uncle? <laughs>
1: Um, oh, I don't know. We used to call him what are he, twisties or whatever he, we used to call his fingers. They were <laughs> a bit disgusting. But um, yeah, no, a bit nah, like just that. Uncle Ian, he's um, he's always looked after me. So uh, I'm grateful for him. I
2: reckon your fingers are on the way there just quietly.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> I hope not. I think mine go – hopefully mine go in the middle of the gloves. <laughs> hey,
0: listen, I hope you heed the advice of the bloke at the golf shop and uh, get 100 <laughs> tomorrow in the second ODI. I look forward to watching that on – on telly and good luck. So proud of the Aussie women cricket team. Twenty five in a row. It's an outstanding feat, and let's hope it's twenty six tomorrow. Lisa Healy, thanks for your time on Sports Day. Thanks, guys. Better get to a break on Sports Day. Uh, we're doing it thanks to Kia. The all new Kia Nero uh, SUV range has landed. When we come back, boys, it's our last blast and oh, probably a chance now to turn off the radio. Last laugh and. And which, song. And which song we're going to finish the show with tonight. Oh, we'll do covered. that. We'll have my song next uh, here on Sports Nothing. Day.